Welcome to episode 5 of the Point Heads podcast, the practical guide for the casual reward traveler. In this episode, we finally learned which credit card Charlie picked and how Equifax continues to shoot itself in the foot. We keep the momentum going with the basics to organize new credit cards and choose which existing card to use on purchases. And we just might scare every homeowner into buying a new water heater. Now we're cruising. Yeah, and you left everyone, the entire country, or maybe even the entire world, on a cliffhanger when nobody has any idea what card you finally decided to. So let's end the suspense and just tell everyone what you did. All right. So I thought about it long and hard. Ended up doing some uh, some spreadsheeting. Uh, so I was torn... The two cards, and I might end up with them both, but the two cards that I decided on were Chase Freedom Unlimited, uh, the one that had that 5X groceries, and where it was like $500, spend $500, you get $200, a $200 bonus or 20,000 points. Uh, That's the Chase one. Uh, I applied for that, still waiting. We'll see if I actually get it. I put the application in, but I had a freeze on Equifax, and Equifax, like, lost my identity or, or thinks that I'm someone else. So I wasn't able to lift the freeze. So I'm hoping that I can, res- I had to fax them documents. So I'm hoping that that resolves it in time for me to talk to Chase and kind of get the offer. But that's the one I ended up picking. Yeah. And then uh, Capital One Venture Card, we decided that we probably are going to get that one, but we didn't pull the trigger on it yet. So the one we pulled the trigger on was the Chase Freedom because it had a lot of is really easy to see how it would fit into our lifestyle and we could use it to kind of optimize on all of our, it checks a lot of boxes for like in terms of like different categories that you're going to spend on. And it's like pretty good. Nice. And you signed up in time to get that 5X bonus on the grocery. I did. Yep. Yep. So awesome. if I can somehow magically get this Equifax problem to go away, I think I have until the 28th to resolve it. And then they'll, and then um, I guess it's still not a guarantee. Then they can at least pull the credit report. And then based on that, I might still get it. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. Nice. It's looking a little little scary though. Okay, so you got you got the application in just in time to get the 5X on groceries. Equifax is doing some weird stuff. That's unfortunate because we said Experian is the one that they pull most often. So they decided to go with Equifax this time. I'm kind of curious to see if I, I haven't called them yet. So they like when this is new to me and I don't know if other people, if they run into the same thing that happened to me is I got a, essentially a piece of mail from Chase and they said that they gave, they told me why there was an issue. And then they gave me a contact information and gave me like 10 days or 14 days to reply to the, them. So I think I haven't called him yet, but I'm going to try seeing maybe if they could run, like if I call them, would they be able to run it on a different kind of like on Experian or TransUnion or something? Gotcha. But I haven't tried that that strategy yet. Yeah, generally that's one of the best actions you can do whenever even even right away when they don't approve you, just they don't always give you the phone number, so it's nice they gave you one. Um but if you if you don't get a phone number and you don't get approved all, right away and you're curious why, just a quick Google online, you'll find like a there's a retention line and there's a reconsideration line and you call any of those numbers. And then as long as you have some information about yourself, they'll be able to parse through it. So hopefully that gets resolved. Of course, it's Equifax as if they need more bad publicity. (laughs) So the other two credit unions work flawlessly. Equifax has been the bane of my existence for a while. So, yeah. 
I actually, it's interesting you say that because I had trouble with um the other day I was writing the blog post about security and I wanted to go through step by step how to unfreeze the credit and it gave me a problem saying that my credit was already frozen from December. Oh. And, I, and it said, you're, you're, it told me that my account was frozen until December 20th, 2020. And I was like, guys, that was a long time ago by now. <laughs> I don't know why they want to, everyone else wanted to get out of 2020. Equifax wants to stay in. Apparently. Yeah. I going into the, I'll go into the nitty gritty a little bit, but they, so I was able to log into Equifax and see their credit report that they generated. And they were asking me security questions about like different credit events that occurred in my history. And I literally had their credit report like in front of me and I could not answer the questions properly. Wow. So yeah, just for warning, like it, they have made it impossible almost to like unfreeze your credit over the phone. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, that's not good. So yeah, definitely if it gets too close to the deadline, they should be able to look at another one. And especially since you already have an account with them, they might even be able to just waive it if depending who you talk to and what, I guess, what pops up on their system when you start talking to them. Yeah. So actually, I guess a little bit of feedback on like when I was making the decision, this was also the time when we did our essentially an inventory of the credit cards that we had. And quickly realized that like essentially we were spending or using different credit cards for like the wrong categories. Like we were kind of like blindly using the, um, we have a Chase uh, Sapphire um, preferred card and we're using that kind of broadly across everything, even though we had an old Chase Freedom card. And you mentioned uh, in a so previous podcast. you did have the Freedom card. Yeah, the Freedom card's awesome. And, and we saw the, we definitely opted into the Costco benefit. So we started using that. So awesome. And then I realized I had a weird, well, actually I had one weird card. I don't know why I got it uh, in the past, but I got like the Chase Sapphire. You can't actually like enroll in it, but like back in the day you could, you can actually, um, if you wanted to like demote your Chase Sapphire card, Chase Sapphire preferred or reserve card, you can like demote it to the um, non-fee version of the card. And that's what I have. And really the only wow. thing you get is like 2X dining. That's <laughs> so, incredible. So I saw that and I was like, uh, why do I have this card? And so that was like the thought process was like, if I got the Chase Freedom Unlimited, we got groceries. My wife has the Freedom, so we have Costco covered. So that's pretty sweet. And then the Chase Freedom Unlimited, you've mentioned it before, but it's a good all around card too. So for like Amazon purchases and stuff, like it'd be pretty cool. That's awesome. The one thing we should mention the with the rotating categories for the Freedom and which is now the Freedom Flex it's a hard limit of 1500 per quarter. So generally the way that we spend things, we are never close to it because the categories are in places that we don't spend too much money. But Costco is the one where it's like, you might want to be careful and just make sure once you hit the 1500 limit, then it's down to one X afterwards. That's a good point. Uh, Oh yeah. Oh, the other thing I ran into, and this is just general credit card stuff, but I had my old Capital One, I have the Capital One Quicksilver card and quickly is like, okay, that one's probably our best card that we have now for like general Amazon purchases. But then I realized it had the same credit limit um, that I had from back when I first got it, which was like 10 years ago, which is like 1500 bucks. And so (laughs) I quickly, this was a feedback, but we were like, okay, we'll use this. And then I saw, and using Credit Karma, I got like a credit score hit because 
I utilized like 50% of the credit <laughs> um, oh, wow. on it. So that was good feedback. I learned, uh, learned about that. Yeah, it's cool. A lot of, there's a lot of subtle stuff that it, like you have to kind of think about with this. A lot of like yeah. rules of thumb and stuff. It's good. I think it's good to, to kind of say, you know, there are, we talked about in the first episode, like there's these little stumbling blocks that nothing ever goes as smoothly as you want to. Um, but I think even with the stumbling blocks, hopefully as we continue that it'll be worth it to, hopefully it's not too stressful and you, uh, fortunately for you, I guess you have other credit cards to fall back on while you're waiting for this one. Yeah. And it's a good, I kind of appreciate, I learn pretty well through <laughs> like making mistakes or kind of stumbling. So it's been kind of in terms of just the learning experience, it's been good. Hopefully this is not something that is going to become a common experience and hopefully nobody listening to this ever has to yeah, go through it, but I, it's good to know. Um, it'll be even better to know once the cliffhanger is finally complete and we know that you got the card. So hopefully a phone call with Chase will clear everything up, even if the phone call to Equifax can't do it. Yeah. Let, let me do all the stumbling so all of our listeners can do that. <laughs> yeah. actually make the right choice. I know. Yeah. We did We did all the stumbling already before we were live with it. So we can pick and choose which ones, which embarrassing moments we want to tell people about. It is interesting. And yeah, actually the stumbling's been good. The other one was like, um, I was very adverse to having more than like the minimum number of credit cards and kind of the way that credit works that's pivoted my logic there. It's like having cards that you kind of cycle through um, based on kind of categories makes a lot of sense. Like it makes your, you want that because your credit utilization isn't, you don't have to worry about having too high of credit utilization on a specific card and stuff like that. And I would have never thought about that before. Yeah, that is, it's, it seems so ironic to me is that the more credit you use, the better your score can be because then you're not you're not so reliant on closing a single card or opening a single card because you've got a whole baseline of credit to fall back on. Yep. Oh, the other thing we tried, um, I know this isn't really related to the cards, but like one thing we were playing around with was uh, transferring points between, so we have Chase and transferring points between cards and that worked seamlessly. Nice. So we, we had like the, we have the freedom card, right? And we've got like the Chase Sapphire preferred. And so we just tested like transferring points between the Chase Freedom card to the Chase Sapphire Preferred. And it's like instantaneous, super simple to do. And so that was another factor that we thought about. Like the, the Freedom Unlimited card had like this, uh, you get like essentially 5x points for purchasing things through the Chase portal. Mm -hmm. And then the Chase Sapphire Preferred card has the interesting like alternative of essentially points are worth 1.25x uh, what your point value is. So it's like, if you're buying something through the portal, not with points. It's like you want to use the Chase Freedom Unlimited so you get more points back. And then if you're buying it with points, we want to have the Chase Sapphire Preferred card so we get the kind of point advantage. And so it's like that even factored into like what we were thinking about in terms of picking this card. Yeah, awesome. So you kind of mentioned it in terms of you, find, you kind of have this, I guess, catalog of all the cards that you have now and you've kind of figured out what the spending categories are for each card and where you should be spending. What's your strategy so far? Do you have a strategy of how you're going to remember those categories moving forward? So I, we haven't defined a formal one. So I guess we figured out this quarter or we know like for the, until April, we're good. And mm -hmm. that was just kind of word of mouth from that experience. But I think what we're going to do, and I think you've mentioned that you do it um, 
where we have essentially a spreadsheet where we essentially go through and then adjust it accordingly. I was wondering, if, is there any um, consistency in terms of the categories uh, for like Chase Freedom, for example, is it's like the second quarter? I'm looking, I found a website that has like Chase Freedom cashback calendar 2020. And I see April yep. to June, they've got grocery stores included. Mm -hmm. Like, is that? It's been actually pretty, they have kind of the same set of categories, but they kind of change. So every year, one category seems to be Amazon for a quarter. Um, there's always a quarter with groceries and dining. There's always seems to be a quarter with wholesale and like streaming. Sometimes they have a quarter with gas. I'm trying to think. We've had it for a long time. We've. Um, I think the other thing that they're giving this quarter might be internet. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But I was looking for. Oh, I see. Yeah, internet and phone services. Yeah, and streaming. Services. So it's like. It's like this is the one quarter they're just jamming it all in and you have to figure out how you're going to spend $1,500. And it's like Costco is a big spending. You could easily spend $1,500 in a quarter in Costco if you're buying, you know, even non-grocery stuff there. And your internet, depending what kind of internet and TV package you have, you could easily be spending $1,500 with your streaming services included as well. So, so, so do, like, you, do you end up, I feel like, Opt changing your auto payments on like your like utility like internet might be a more advanced thing but do you do you do that like change the essentially the credit card like your utilities i guess depending on what the categories are we do yeah i guess we haven't talked about our strategy we we started very basic it was just a piece of paper and we would look we knew we had we have two rotating category cards so we'd look every quarter and just write down these are the cards that we're going to use. And if it didn't make that list, we just wouldn't have those cards in our wallet. And then we just get out the piece of paper every time we'd go shopping. Mm -hmm. And now we have built up enough cards that it doesn't make sense to have a piece of paper anymore. So we have just kind of a spreadsheet and we'll just take a snapshot of the spreadsheet and then we'll send it to our phones so we can go on our phone and look it up. And then again, we have like we have there's some categories like the internet category you don't need that card in your wallet if it's just for internet so we'll just do the auto subscribe and the auto pay through our internet or like utilities or other things that we buy online so that that card's there um and then we don't have to even worry about that until the next time we kind of reshuffle hmm. um and so that's kind of our strategy and how it's evolved it was when we didn't have a lot of credit cards it was just the piece of paper now it's a spreadsheet there are some services, and I I wanted to talk about them. You actually mentioned when you were looking at Award Wallet, they have a great service called it's like their the tool suite. They call it the the card optimization tools. But two of them that are really good, they have a merchant lookup, and they have a reverse merchant lookup. So the reverse merchant lookup, you can tell it what card you have and what category you're interested in, and it'll tell you kind of a bunch of merchants that are relevant to that category. And then the merchant lookup, you can actually search for a specific thing and see what cards there are. And then they, and then you can go in um, when you're logged in and you can kind of say, these are the cards that I have. If you have like Chase Ultimate Rewards linked, it'll know what your Chase cards are already. So it'll highlight those, but you can tell it what other cards you're interested in, what other cards you have, and then it'll give you some recommendations. And it's not perfect, but they crowdsource it. So it's, it's quite accurate. 
So like, for instance, if you search Costco right now, they won't know that the Freedom card gives you 5X on Costco, probably because the Freedom has been retired. And also because it's a rotating category, maybe it hasn't been updated or crowdsource updated yet. I'm not sure exactly how they're doing it. Um, so it's not perfect, but it gives you a pretty good sense. So I think that's always an interesting one. And then you mentioned they have like the transaction analyzer. So when you do link your like your Amex membership rewards or your uh, city rewards or any rewards that you link to those accounts, it'll look at those transactions and it'll give you some feedback of, you know, you as you mentioned, you're getting one X. You could have got five X if you had this card. And again, it's not 100% accurate, but it's pretty good. Interesting. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's a couple other things of just like, in terms of just like having a checklist of when you sign up for a card and you haven't signed up for it yet. So it's not completely relevant, but there's kind of a checklist of things that you want to do is you want to, obviously you want to record when you open the card, because as you start opening more cards, it'll be important to know which cards you have and how long you've had them. Um, because that'll, depending on how long you've had them and which card you have, that'll make you eligible or ineligible for other cards going down the line. And then also always, whenever you sign up for it, plus 90 days, you have to meet that minimum spend or, you know, if it's six months plus 180 days. So you want to make sure you mentioned the Todoist, if you're using Todoist or using a calendar, or whatever, make sure you have that reminder in there. Give yourself, you know, a month notice, give yourself a week notice, make sure you know that that's coming up and make sure that you are hitting that spend. Well, as long as it stays within your budget, I suppose you know, it, it'll take really two months after you open a card before you actually have to pay it for the first time. So roughly like 45 days after you sign up for it, you want to have a reminder that just, you know, go look at the statement, make sure that you have the auto pay set up. Or if you're not doing an auto pay that you have, you know, you know what the due date is and you're ready to pay it on that due date. Some of them like Chase, for some reason, seems to group mine all together. So they're always kind of due, even if I've opened one like in the middle of the month, it always wants to give me the same or a similar due date to my other cards. And I don't know if that's random or that's, you know, how they try to do it to keep you organized. But sometimes it's not exactly obvious when that due date would be because it's not always exactly like two months after you've opened it. The last one is uh, just going in on the website and setting up the alerts and setting up the auto pay if you want to do auto pay. And just saying, you know, if, if my balance reaches this, send me the reminder if if a purchase exceeds this amount or if there's a foreign transaction or there's a cash, uh, what do they call it, the cash, if there's a cash advance, then send me a notice. Um, things that you can do just to protect yourself that every credit card service will have available. It's good to sign up for those alerts just in case, you know, something bad happens or you know, even just making sure that you're staying on top of your budget. If it's easy to put your credit card in a bunch of services and then forget that they're there and all of a sudden you're racking up monthly charges on things that you forgot about. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking at the credit analysis on OrdWallet and it is pretty interesting because it also gives you the, it shows what you got and then it shows you what you could get <laughs> depending yeah. on like what, if you have the optimal card for it, it's like, it could be 4X or something Yeah, yeah. or 5X. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely pretty cool. It can definitely be ex uh, addicting. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty accurate. It's surprisingly accurate the way that they're able to crowdsource it. And I guess I mean they have everyone's awards, so they they have the data, and then they seem to. I don't I don't know exactly how people are verifying it. I've tried to verify a couple times that some of the cards that we have are like they have like green ones that they have verified, and then they'll have like yellow ones that they, I guess they're not certain about, and then they'll have red ones that they thought 
should have gotten a bonus and then don't. So like last year, what happened with us is we had, we have the Amex preferred card, which is 6% back on groceries. And it was, it's, it's been a fantastic cash back card for us for a long time. But when COVID came and we started ordering groceries in, we started using services like Blue Apron or HelloFresh or, you know, all those delivery, like, you know, prep the meals beforehand. And for some reason, none of those were getting the 6% category because they weren't considered, they weren't, I guess the the merchant code wasn't coming in as a grocery store. And so we mm-hmm. ended up getting like really poor value from the card because we kept using all these services thinking they're groceries. And we weren't paying too close attention. And then we we're getting all these 1% back and we just didn't get the the value. But we'd go on Award Wallet and it would say, you're supposed to be getting 6% back. But then now if, now it's interesting when I go in the like Blue Apron, it says uh, actually 53% of the time it's coded as like an online purchase or online, I don't know what they call it, but it's not coded as a grocery store purchase. So now it's like they're starting to get that feedback and starting, like if you go in now, you can be aware that, oh, if I go to Blue Apron, it might not be 6%. So it's kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we had, I guess going back to last episode we were talking about or not last episode episode three we were talking about calling in and talking about retention bonuses and that was one of our successful ones is that we've had this card for a long time and this was the first year that we just we couldn't get value out of it because we weren't going physically to the grocery store as often and so we couldn't justify that 95 dollar annual fee so called them and said hey i think i need to close this thing because we can't get the value and you guys aren't coding the six percent like we thought you guys would be and uh, they gave us uh, said, OK, well, if you spend this much, we'll give you seventy five dollars in a statement credit. And so it's like, OK, so the annual fee this year is going to be only 20 bucks. I think we can keep it another year and just see. And then because we had to meet the minimum spend to get the seventy five dollars, we ended up finding out that another one of the services that we were trying was Imperfect Foods. And that one does code as six percent. And we actually ended up liking Imperfect Foods and keeping it. And now it's like, you know, this card was on life support for us. We were completely about to cancel it. We weren't even asking for a retention fee. And then they gave it to us. And now it's like, again, one of our best cards because they're getting the 6% back on our groceries every single week, just kind of out of luck because we weren't even trying anymore. And we just had to meet that minimum spend to get the $75 statement credit. That's awesome. Yeah. So another, another plug of it never hurts to call. And even even though we were just calling to cancel, but, but I guess I don't know if I mentioned it before, but uh, so our biggest hesitation with getting the Freedom Unlimited, I mentioned uh, we had like Fred Myers and Walmart, a neighborhood market. Like um, generally, you'd consider those things wholesale um, wholesalers, or, or like essentially the same category as Costco. Mm-hmm. And we looked at the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card, which had that three percent um, grocery bonus. And we saw that uh, we were getting the 3% on the awesome. And so when we saw that, it was like, okay, our, our biggest fear no is like done. <laughs> we're, we're in it. We're in for it. Yeah. Cool. But it took, it, yeah, it took essentially having that ver- validation to be like, okay, we're, this actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, I think, I think Chase is usually pretty good where you can see where you've gotten Ham- Amex used to be bad. And for some reason, I don't know, I, I want to say it was because we called them and told him this but now <laughs> if you just sign in it'll tell us like it just like in big blue letters six percent next to every purchase that we spent that was in that category and so like they 
I don't know. I'm sure they had planned it roll out, but it was just perfect timing for us because now we can see like immediate impact of, okay, that one was the 6% or that one we thought should have been 6%. It wasn't. We're not going there again with that card. Gotcha. Yeah. I like to think that it was it was you guys calling in that got yeah. that feature in there. <laughs> yeah. And then, and of course, we told them we were about to start a podcast, so we wanted to give them good publicity. <laughs> No. Yep, that's good. Throw, <laughs> throw your weight around there. Said, <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna have at least five viewers <laughs> or listeners, I guess. Yep, yep. I did log into my Capital One, and I noticed I saw that like you log in, and I've got like probably a, a list of like sixty different vendors that offer between twelve percent and like or two percent to twelve percent in terms of feedback like nice. so i saw like for example like piranha which is one of my favorite brands only offers two percent which is like compared to my 1.5 percent it's like why isn't that the 12 percent category but <laughs> right. like and then there was another one it was like uh we just recently moved into a home and i was like overstock home depot home it, depot no home depot but overstock was six percent yeah, okay which is nice. pretty good we, we don't need to buy anything but it, it fits that like if you're in a new home or upgrading your you know, nice a lot of know. people are updating their spaces now that we kind of live in them 100% of the time. Uh, like overstock would be a pretty good category. 6% is pretty pretty significant. I saw yeah. one that was 12%, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard of the um, vendor before. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing once you start kind of, you just need to get a little bit interested just enough to browse. And then once you start browsing, you can find all of these things. It would be, so one common theme though I see is this, you almost have to go to every website and every card to kind of get the information that you want to utilize. And so anything yeah. to kind of make that easier would be awesome. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Absolutely. What So the strategy we have is generally every month, we'll do it monthly because uh, we'll just do it when we're paying the bills. So we have to pay this bill. We'll just log in, make sure everything looks right. And then while we're in there, we'll just browse through the offers, you know, take a two minutes or so look through is anything interesting no we'll check again next month that's pretty good but yeah i think uh i think this is this is good so we're still on the cliffhanger we still don't know but we have an idea and now it turns out you might actually get both of the cards yeah you had, so you, the other thing that everyone wants to know is what happened with the water heater is this still functional it's still functional yep um that's good. so our fear I'll give a little bit of background on the water heater because it's kind of interesting. So our water heater is working fine, but so we moved in not that long ago where we've probably been in the house for two months, but we ran into one of our neighbors who gave us a lot of like doom and gloom kind of uh, uh, feedback where apparently uh, a couple units have had horrible sounding issues with water heaters. One of them apparently replaced their water or their water heater failed. And so we're in townhomes. So all of the water heaters are in the attic. And um, if they fail, it means like this water is going to, this hot water is going to essentially pour through the ceiling, ruin the ceiling, probably ruin the room underneath it, which is usually the bedroom or like the master be bedroom, and then possibly even ruin the carpet. So it could, you could ruin like two floors, like thousands and thousands of dollars of damage. And apparently there was a, um, one of the townhomes had that happen and they had a home warranty that like repaired it. Um, and then it happened again. Like, so they essentially had oh, wow. the same water heater fail twice and it cost them like thousands of bucks. Um, and then there was one other one. So that's our motivation. Ours is working fine. We're going to replace it just to avoid that horrible, hor horrible story, but it's still broken and 
it's the next thing on our list. And so that's like, when we do that, we're definitely going to factor it into the venture card because they have like, essentially it's like $3,000 over three months, but it fits into the point where it's like the water heater is probably going to cover like 80% of that initial cost. Oh, the the capital uh, one venture. Yeah. And then like Amazon and stuff, since 2% is pretty good for Amazon. Um, yeah, we'd probably use it for our Amazon purchases. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you had the freedom where Amazon is every year, it seems at least for one quarter, Amazon's one of the categories for the freedom. So that's, that's 5% watch out for. right on the freedom. Yeah. One, which is awesome. Yeah. The other one that has, um, discover discover cards generally don't go, uh, aren't, aren't talked about too much in the points and miles world, but in terms of Amazon and ways to get back, discover the discover it card is a rotating category card and they'll give you 5% back at Amazon. And it seems like we've had it for, I think three years and all three years, it's always been in December, which is the time that you're buying Amazon the most to get Christmas Christmas gifts. Yeah. So they, that's like the only time we get out the discover card every year to, to just do that. Oh, but now you got me nervous about my water heater sitting over here. We have we have one of those alarms that if it gets wet, it just starts going crazy. And hopefully I never have to hear that. <laughs> is it on the top floor or on the bottom floor? It's in the basement, but this is where my office is too. So it's like <laughs> the most expensive things that we have in our house. Because <laughs> it's like not, not, our, not our jewelry, but our computer that's over here. <laughs> Please don't get wet. At least it's... At least it's on the bottom floor. And usually they have the, yeah, I've learned too much about it, but hopefully it's like plumbed, <laughs> like uh, where essentially if it fails, it's usually in like a tray. And then if it has like a, sometimes they're plumbed so that it actually goes into your plumbing and drains through your sewer. Yeah. It looks like we have that. So, so that's good. That's a good home ownership's interesting. Anyone that hasn't owned a home yet, there's definitely like this, you take on this burden of maintaining these kind of large systems, which usually don't bother you 99% of the time, but when they do, it means all your time is fixed on it. It's going to cost a significant amount of, amount of money and you have to learn how these things yeah. work. <laughs> or your home is permanently broken because you did yes. <laughs> the first The first day we moved into our house, we're in Chicago and we opened this, the, our, there's like the front door has like the screen door and then the regular door. Open the screen door, gust of wind blows it open and the hinges just completely snapped. But we have not fixed it. It's been three years. Like, <laughs> our first day in the house we don't we just spent all this money to get this house we don't have any more money to spend on that <laughs> so no it's never never been fixed never yep yep that sounds about right yeah home ownership <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting i've had to do some plumbing a lot of our sinks were our sinks were leaking and so i had to kind of like fix all the lube day yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah lube day. it's gonna have to be a slogan for for todoist <laughs> remember your lube day <laughs> yeah we saw it. there's a tv show uh on i don't know what's on now but it was like it's called friday night dinners and it's a uh, english uh like uh kind of almost like a sitcom the premise is like uh, there's two brothers they come home to their parents place and they have dinner every every friday night and it's a comedy and that's where we ended up seeing it it's like one day they come home and their dad is just like in an apron not wearing a shirt um, cause he overheats all the time. 
and he just has this like little tiny can of oil that he's just like walking around and like oiling everything. He called it Lube Day. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it lives on forever. So we're still on the cliffhanger. We still don't know if you've been approved for the card. Yeah. Next week, I wanted to dive into now that we've kind of got our card categories and figured out when we're spending money, which card to use. The next thing that we can do to earn points is double dipping. So when you shop online or you go out dining, there's ways that you can earn additional rewards in addition to using your credit card. Ooh, is that like hitting two categories at once or something? Yeah. Well, actually, we, we, we can dive into it next yeah, episode. Yeah. I don't want to take away our next episode content. Yeah, we got to keep the cliffhangers going. <laughs> I'm interested, though. <laughs> no. Thanks for tuning in to episode five. If you have questions about today's content, find us on Twitter at PointHeads or send an email to podcast at pointheads.com. Everything discussed here is the sole opinion of Mark and Charlie. We are not receiving compensation for any of the products or ideas mentioned in today's episode.